Hello, welcome to the Homegirl Podcast. I am your host, Abby Cornelius. This is episode 16. We are still in our leadership series, and I'm going to switch gears, and we're going to start talking about some mindsets that you need as a sales leader uh, in order for you to be successful regardless of the market. So I call these our market-proof mindsets. These are ones that serve you when the market is great. These are ones that serve you when the market is flat, which is wonderful. These also serve you when the market is down, which can be full of its own challenges. And I want to preface this by saying that um, I had a memory <laughs> from forever ago when I first started with Ryan Holmes. So you, uh, most of you know, their training program uh, was phenomenal many moons ago. It was very in-depth and it would be what I would classify as a market-proof sales training. And this was before there were computers issued at work. And what we would get as a new hire was a big plastic, like, I mean, it was like a file system, right? But they called it our sales toolbox. And I remember my sales trainer giving this to me. And I'm like one of those dorky people that loves planners and organizers. So this was kind of like, oh, I got this like sales, you know, toolbox here with everything I need to be successful. And it had all the worksheets that went along with each of our training sessions. It had practice worksheets. It had everything we needed to be well-rounded. It wasn't just what we needed in that market that day, because let me tell you, the market was hot when I started in 2005. It was a great time to buy. And they very easily could have just taught us a few skills, um, that would have got us on the floor quickly, but that was not the case. It was like almost a year long training program and it covered everything. It covered construction basics, financing, uh, financing, ad advanced financing, right? The different types of loan programs that were available, how to calculate payments for people with a calculator, not a computer system. We learned how to walk home sites, how to measure home sites. There was a blueprints and site plans training. Of course, there was a sales process training and paperwork and all of that as well. But it was a very well-rounded training program. And it came with this toolbox. So this was the memory I had of this toolbox. And it used to live in the trunk of my car. And any community I'd go to, I'd have it. And when I had free time, I'd practice. And I would, you know, learn my skills and practice on coworkers and practice on my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. The amount of fake houses he bought is ridiculous. But this was the mindset of, I have this toolbox. I may not need all of these skills today, but I'm going to need them at some point for me to be successful. So this got me thinking about how now we're in this like cloud driven world and shared drives and all of this good stuff, which is really important, but we're missing that visual impact of somebody saying, hey, here's your toolbox. Here's everything that you need to be successful. And when the day comes that you're with a customer and they have financing concerns, this is the tools that you're going to use. When there's a day that you have a customer who wants this home site and it's challenging, here's the tools that you're going to use to help explain what that might look like. And when you have a customer who's got objection after objection, here's your file of how to handle objections. This is, this is the tool that you're going to use. And that visual was huge. So as I move into this leadership series, I want you to start thinking about what is your sales leader toolbox? The last few episodes I did on leadership were all tools that you need to have in your toolbox. How to build trust. That's a huge tool you need as a leader. How to show your team you appreciate them. A huge tool you need as a leader. But I also want you to think about some of the stuff that you need to do, <laughs> excuse me, for you and for your mindset to continue to be a strong leader regardless of market for your team. 
So I've isolated five things. A few of them overlap with stuff I've talked already, but I do want to take this one episode at a time so the episodes don't get too long. I like to keep them kind of bite size for you guys. So let's start with the first mindset, market proof mindset that I've identified for sales leaders. And honestly, guys, this applies to sales people too. Um, this is just a human mindset that we all need to have, which is I prioritize myself. Let that sit for a second. Can you honestly say that you prioritize yourself? As a sales leader, I would often prioritize my boss. I actually, I've said this a million times and I still think part of this is true. Like if I get an email from my boss, that's the number one most important thing I have to do because he's my boss, right? So sorry, salesperson, you know, he or she takes precedence because they're the boss. Um, and I I behaved that way because that was a mindset that I had, right? I, I grew up with hardworking parents and it was always, you know, make your boss happy, you have a long, great career. And that's true, right? We do need to be respectful of that position of our boss, but we also need to be willing to say, he or she needs this done, but is this the most important thing for me to be doing right now? And how does this serve me or my team? And, and you need to be mindful of that, of prioritizing you, okay? So if you have a mission for this week to meet with three salespeople and you need to do it, it's been a minute, you know that they need your time and attention, how often do you cancel those? How often do you cancel appointments with yourself? Maybe you've scheduled a massage. Maybe you've uh, booked a girl's weekend. How often do you cancel those things that are for you or skip the gym because you're too tired or don't go in the morning because you had a meeting that came up? How often are we canceling on ourselves? Now, if you canceled on your boss at the rate at which you cancel on yourself, would you still have a job? And the answer is no. I know for me, I canceled on myself for years. I canceled on the exercise. I canceled on the packing, you know, healthy food. I canceled on the, the you know, <clears throat> taking that class I wanted or attending that seminar I wanted. I canceled girls trips. I canceled family vacations all because of quote unquote work, right? And it wasn't that work was asking me to do those things. It's that I was consciously choosing work over my physical and mental health. Now, there are times where, you know, work's in a busy season, but what you need to be careful of is work can always feel like a busy season. There will always be another community that needs to open. There will always be another employee that, you know, has performance issues. There will always be another, you know, we missed goal last month. There will always be a, it's the beginning of the month. Now we have a huge number and we need to start over. There's always going to be that. Our job is very like, it's like a 30 day cycle of just uh, uh, of stress that re rewinds. So if you don't set good boundaries, if you don't truly prioritize yourself, you're not going to make it in the long haul. And we see a lot of folks leaving the industry um, because of this, because of this lack of ability to either set boundaries and have your employer respect them or you don't even know how to set them. And this is, you know, can be very self-imposed. In my situation, a lot of it was self-imposed. I didn't have bosses that were, you know, riding me to, to work all hours. That wasn't the case, but I couldn't find a way for a long time to set boundaries. And once I started setting boundaries and allowing you know, things to not all feel so urgent. Like we don't save lives in home building. I know you guys have all heard that. We say that a lot. We don't save lives, but yet we act like everything is life or death. And so you need to, to set an example as a leader that 
you know, at seven o'clock at night, we're probably not going to solve anything. So let's encourage conversations with customers that table things to the next day. Give yourself that mental freedom to just go home and enjoy your family time. Uh, don't check your email late at night. Don't check your email in the morning. I no longer keep my phone in my bedroom because of this, right? Um, it's all, It can be all consuming. I don't take work calls after seven. Um, it's just nothing productive is going to happen. All that it's going to do is distract me from my family time. And that's where I need to be at seven o'clock at night um, with my kids. <laughs> it's that little bit of time before they go to bed. I don't need to be solving a work problem and letting that distract me. Just like, you know, during the work day, my, my littles have school and that keeps them, you know, busy and occupied so I can focus on work. I need to be respectful that there's a time for both things, right? Um, and then prioritizing myself is taking the damn trip. So I started working with a mentor who helped me with this because this was one of my biggest hurdles um, to overcome as a leader. And for all of the, I like to say, I was like this for all the right reasons. I just didn't want to let my team down. I felt like responsiveness was really important. Um, but I also, I mean, I enjoy work and there's nothing wrong with that. I think most of you listening probably do really enjoy your work. But when it comes at the cost of you being um, fulfilled or healthy or present, then you need to start <clears throat> taking some taking some actions. So a few of the actions I took that I encourage you guys to take is one, choosing what to say yes to and knowing how to say no. So if you've got more than one stretch project going on, you probably need to say no to something. Um, if you've got a lot going on at home, you know, we, we are people, we have families, we have unique situations, we have health challenges, we have kids with, you know, learning issues or health issues, and you need to be able to say, hey, you know what, it's a busy season at home right now, I really can't take on this extra stuff at work. And that's okay. And then when everything at home is like hunky-dory, I don't even know if people say hunky-dory anymore, but when if everything's fine at home, that's what that means, then maybe you can take on that little extra project at work and that's okay. And you get to enjoy it then. And it doesn't feel burdensome or resentful. So learning what to say yes to, learning how to say no. Also scheduling stuff with yourself and holding it like it's a true appointment. Okay. If I have a meeting with my boss at nine o'clock, I'm not just going to cancel on it because somebody sent me an email that may or may not be urgent. But yet we do that to ourselves all the time. I plan on going to the gym, but I got this email. I feel like I need to hop on it. So I'm not going to go to the gym. Or, you know, what? I had that girls weekend plan, but we're behind sales plan. And you know what? I just I feel bad. I feel guilty if I go. So I'm going to cancel it. And these things take away from us being fulfilled and coming back refreshed, and chances are that girls weekend or that time at the gym would put you in such a better mental state to show up great and attack whatever needed to be done in the home stretch. Um, I was huge on when salespeople seemed just like fried, like you need to take a vacation, you need to take the day off. I had um, an amazing boss who could tell when things were getting stressful for me at home. My, my daughter, when she was young, was really sick um, a good bit. And she would tell me like some Friday, she'd be like, Abby, you just need to go home. You need to go be with your family. It's been a long week. I can see you're putting in the time, but like go home, recharge, see you on Monday. And that was so valuable to me. And you need to be able to do that for yourself though. Um, the same boss, <laughs> told me she's like, you know, she was a great boss for me to have because she was a mom of two young girls. So we had a lot of similarities. Um, but she said that somebody told her once upon a time, you're never going to have a boss or you're not always going to have a boss, I should say, that advocates for work-life balance. That's on you. 
And so that kind of hit home for me because here I was waiting for somebody to give me permission and she was the first one to give me permission. But all along, it had to be me. I had to give myself permission first to put me and my family first so that I feel more whole when I come to work. There's this phrase, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I love this analogy. And, um, you know, Rachel Hollis talks about it in her video, Made for More. And I think if if you're somebody who feels this episode, you might want to watch that. But she talks about this thing, how women like, we'll listen to a good book or, you know, we'll start an exercise routine. And it's like, we're pouring a little bit into our cup and then we tilt over and we start pouring it out. And we pour in a little bit and then we pour out. We're never quite full. And honestly, we're kind of like teetering on the edge, right? Because a little bit goes in, we tip, we pour out. And it's almost like we're about to break. We're about to fall. And what she said instead is that we should think of ourselves as a steady, you know, cup and pour all the good things in and let it just spill out naturally into the rest of your world. And if we do that, if we really just read all the things and eat all the good food and exercise, make time for family and friends and be present with the people at work. All of that is going to fill us up to overflow. And then we don't have to pour out. Does that make sense? And we can just be full of goodness and keep ourselves so full that we can show up great in any situation that comes up. And I think it's easy for us to, to have that mindset maybe when we reach burnout and it's like, hey, I need to switch gears. I need to take care of me or to do that when there is time, right? When you've got a little bit of flexibility in your schedule or work's not as chaotic and, and family life is kind of easy and it's easy to get into the routines then, but it's true success and true sur survival quote unquote mentality is the ability to be dedicated to that process regardless of the obstacles, holding it so firm that it's like an appointment with your boss. You're like, I'm not missing this. I'm my boss. I am in charge of me. I have an appointment with me at 10 o'clock because it's something I need to do and then hold the damn appointment. Okay, so I want you to ask yourself how, oh, hold on one second. Ask yourself, how do you prioritize your physical and mental health during stressful times as well as during unstressful times? How do you prioritize you daily, weekly, monthly. Think about that. If you feel like you struggle with setting boundaries and you need to do a better job of that and you need to put yourself first, reach out to me if you need some help. I'd happily coach you through this. Um, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's something I still work on, but I've made such progress and it's given me such relief to show up better in all that I do because I take care of me first. So that's mindset number one. It's that I prioritize myself. Join me next week. We'll dig into two and maybe three if we've got time. But I also want to say in light of tomorrow being Thanksgiving, a huge thank you to everybody who is listening, everybody who has supported me on my journey and chasing my dream. I cannot... Words cannot express how grateful I am for everybody um, that is listening, cheering me on, supporting me, that works with me, my coaching clients. Oh my gosh, they're my heart. It's It has been a joyful year for me, taking a chance on me and doing what I love 100% of the time. And I cannot thank all of you enough for making my dream come true. All right. I am here cheering you on always. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye.